All right. Welcome back to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast. This is Emily Wardrop. And today I'm doing something new. I've never interviewed two people at one time before. So this is exciting. I've got Liz and Holly and they on Instagram. Get this is so fun. A hint of a hot mess. Right. Is that your handle? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So we are representing the hot mess mamas today because <laughs> even when you are a hot mess, you are a good mom. Okay. So if you don't believe me yet, stay tuned. Okay, Liz, Holly, who wants to go first to introduce yourself? I'll go since I'm the oldest. There you go. I 16 whole months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm Liz. I'm a mom of four. I'm a realtor. I'm a life coach and I have special needs kids, which all kids really are special needs, but mine are just that. diagnosed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then that's me. Awesome. And I'm Holly. I have five kids. I have four boys. And then I had a little girl six years after that last boy. So it's been super fun to be a girl mom for a little bit. <laughs> and I have had a successful Etsy shop. Oh, fun. I'm on a, a break right now, just on a much smaller scale. And I just took my first job working outside the home in 15 years so that's been a big adjustment and yeah that's it yeah and together we just kind of try to show moms that you're not alone like you're it's okay to be a hot mess and you can still get stuff done and like you don't have to have a morning routine you don't have to live your life by an organizer and be a type A personality to be an awesome parent, an awesome business owner and successful in wherever you want to be successful. So that's awesome. kind of preach. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about this because I totally relate. <laughs> I <laughs> would not call my, it's funny. Some people have called me type A, but I don't like to be put in any box actually. <laughs> like all the personality tests. I'm like, mm, I'm all of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. So, um, but definitely struggled with routine and you hear that all the time, right? Like routine is the best thing for kids. They need, especially like, um, different neurodivergent things. It's like, they have to have their routine, blah, blah, blah. And all the things and anything. I like how you just said, you don't have to anything where it's like, I have to, I'm just so done with all of that. So tell us more about how we can like drop the shoulds and just do whatever we want. It's good. <laughs> okay. I'll speak for a second and then I'll let Holly speak. So when I had my first child, my first kid I knew was neurodivergent, like when he was three and I started learning about um, ADHD because that's what he was diagnosed with. And I remember recognizing like that he had poor executive function, which just means that he couldn't like manage tasks. He couldn't like, um, do more than a one step ask, you know, if I was like, Hey, go grab the socks and put them in your room. He could not do those things. So I started understanding more about like how his brain worked. And I was like, Oh my gosh, why am I his mom? This <laughs> child needs like very routine. And I just didn't understand why would this child come to me? Because I have never done the same thing twice, <laughs> you know, in a day. And I'm like my mom, I still, every time I fold clothes, I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I fold everything differently? And that's just how I am. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there was a reason this child came to me and that whatever my gift was, it was going to benefit him somehow. And that was such a good realization to have with my first child 
because then I didn't question my ability to take care of him and to be the right mom for him. I knew there were places that I wasn't the best for him, but I also knew that I had a lot of things to offer him that were super good and helpful. So I've just kind of taken that understanding and my own motherhood journey and I've applied that to all the different areas of life. I'm like, that's not the only way to do it. Like maybe somebody says it's best and maybe it would be super organized and neat and clean and pretty, but it's not necessarily what's best. Like we have a lot of different people in the world and a lot of different ways to get good results. So yeah. Awesome. So did you look at it as like, okay, so he needs routine. I'm terrible at routine. Maybe I was given him to help me be more into routine or it's like he quote unquote needs routine, but he also maybe needs to learn that he doesn't need routine. Like which way was it that helped you So I think it was both. I think what I understood was that I was the right mom for him, no matter what. Yeah. And so I think it was both like me trying to implement routines and to do my best to support him with his needs, but also knowing that in the areas I fell short, that it was good for him, you know, Mm -hmm. and not stressing like when it became like, you're never a good mom when you're mad and frustrated with yourself and your kid the whole time. Yeah. And so when I was trying to perform in that way, I just knew like, okay, this isn't what's best for us. Yeah. And so then I might pull back a little. And yeah. so that's sort of how motherhood has unfolded for me, just sort of trying to balance. Yeah. I love that. I was just thinking about this last night because I am terrible about meals, like feeding my kid. Yesterday I was loading the dishwasher for the 400th time in the day, you know? And I'm like, why do we have so many dishes? And I still beat myself up that I don't feed these kids. Like they're eating all day instead of like, (laughs) yeah. And so of course the, you know, that you should be doing in my brain is like, well, see if you had organized meals, then you went in and that, you know? And, and then at the end of the day, I'm like, what did my son even eat? Like, of course he's off his rocker. Cause he's so hangry. Like he, like I went through every single meal and was like, Oh shoot. You know? <laughs> and then I'm like, see, he needs blah, 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 that I'm not blah, blah. I mean, I'm still doing it, even though I understand what you're saying. And I've tried to like convince myself that like, I'm the right mom for him. And he's teaching me all the things and I'm going to teach, you know, just the combination, but it's not like that, you know, it's a process and it's like a lifelong thing. It's not like, Oh, let's just put the puzzle together. So nicely set done. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Hollywood. I know, yeah. I was just going to say, I know I've found a lot of peace in realizing that I still have so much hope for myself, you know, even though I've had so many failed chore charts, like it's not mm-hmm. even, fun, you know, <laughs> but I still get so excited about the idea of a chore chart. I'm, oh. I'm like, Oh, this is the thing that's going to work this time. And my husband is kind of in the corner rolling his eyes like another short <laughs> shark. And, but I still let myself get excited about it. And I still am hopeful that this is going to be the one that works. And it's probably not, let's be realistic. But I think there's a lot of, um, I've just ha- accepted the fact that that it's okay to still be hopeful and optimistic, even if you have a history of nothing working out. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that about myself. I like that despite all those kind of things that didn't work out, that I still keep on trying mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh man, I'm so bad at this. None of those things have ever worked out. Yeah. You know, I've just 
gained a lot of um, acceptance, just being like, you know what, I'm going to keep on trying because that this isn't hurting anyone. Mm -hmm. And eventually little bits of it are sticking and it's gonna and it's making me feel good that I'm trying something that's gonna possibly help my family and yeah I think just staying hopeful and not not uh looking at your past and thinking well I've never it's never worked out before why is this one gonna work out just keep trying yeah I love that because I learned from my mom that none of it works and so I haven't even tried anything (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, I can run a long list of things in my head that she tried. And I think part of it is changing our expectations of what working means, because like we try all these things to get some result that's unrealistic. Like we're never going to have a clean house, no matter how many chore charts we try to do, you know, or like, I can think of a million ways she tried to teach us about money. Like we did this thing called monthly money that had these folders and it was divided up. We did like, I could do random chores and she would give me a you know, we did like different allowances. Like I can, she tried so many things and I still have like work to do on my money mindset. It's not like she could like just spoon feed me all the lessons I need to learn in life, you know? And so we're all just constantly learning our whole entire life. So there's no like one thing that's going to quote unquote work. It's all just part of the process of learning, I think. And I just look at, I just love looking back at that and thinking, how great it is that we've all been trying that our moms were trying, you know, yeah, nothing works perfectly or it it meets your expectation. But the fact that we just are still so hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice (laughs) to label it as hopeful (laughs) that we hope that the kids will learn whatever it is, but really they've got our genes and they're just going to struggle with this or what, you know, anyway, we're all learning what we need to, however we need to, you know, so um anything else about that um okay so let's talk about being successful in your etsy business in your real estate business like what um have you learned about that because we kind of touched on the parenting what about as the mompreneur yeah So this one's really hard for me because in my mind, it's like success means that you are a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. So I really have to step back and be look like be really generous with myself. Like what have you done that's successful? And so for me, I have been really successful at being a part-time realtor, which everyone tells you, you cannot do when you want to get into that business. Everyone's like, yeah, you can't really do that. And I have been able to look back and be like, I've totally done that. And it's been awesome. You know, like I've averaged 30 to $50,000 a year, just working 10 to 15 hours, not even that. It's probably like less than five hours a week if you like put it all together. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's really easy for me to be like, you're not that successful. But when I look back and I think, you know what, I did exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted part time be in control of my hours and make some money. So to me, it's, I think, not getting caught up in that expectation of what someone else might think is successful. Mm -hmm. And once again, the hope, the belief, like believing like it's possible to do this. And another thing for me that's been really helpful is knowing that I was in charge of like how this all worked out. Mm -hmm. So if someone told me you can't do that, it was like, well, I can do it how I want to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And that's been really, that's been a really big thing for me is to have that freedom to not have to do my business the way everyone said that you had to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've just worked like a small group of people and I've had a lot of repeat clients and it's been really fun for me. I've never done like mass marketing campaigns. I've never done online ads. And that was all because I didn't want to work a ton. Mm -hmm. And so I think acceptance of where you're at and appreciation for what you've done and um, just being okay with working at the level and the capacity that you have at that time and believing like I can do this my way and still be successful. So that's, yeah, that's so good. Go ahead, Holly. I think for me, um, I kind of judge success by what I've learned, you know, mm-hmm. how I've grown. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first opened the Etsy shop and was putting things out there that I had made, that is like such a vulnerable mm-hmm. spot right? You've like made this thing with your hands and you're putting it out to the world and waiting to hear if they like it or not. And um, every, I remember every time I would get a message on Etsy or feedback on Etsy, I would just assume that it was going to be negative. Yeah. I would be like, oh, someone didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Someone hated me. Someone hates me. I did something wrong. And how much courage it took just to open my Etsy messages every day mm-hmm. and like address the address customers and work through um, problems and orders and custom projects and stuff like that. And it was awesome after like a year to be able to just have that feeling go away to just mm-hmm. feel so much more confident to be able to just sign on and um, answer questions and expect positive feedback, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is, to me, that's makes it worth it. That's success. That's personal growth in myself doing something in a lot of validation as well that I received through, through putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had to take a break because we, I became a full-time caretaker for my mother-in-law with Alzheimer's and I, wow. <laughs> that became, that was right before personal COVID. growth. Yeah. Different, different kind of growth. And, um, but I still look back and I gained so much confidence from just having that experience, knowing that I was able to grow that mm-hmm. and create product that was well accepted and that I was able to manage something like that. And it wasn't perfect. Oh my gosh. You know, there were times my house was every inch of my house had like my product that I was selling like bits <laughs> of it <laughs> and shipping materials and, um, you know, and staying up super late working on things. And, it, but at the same time, I was learning that it was good for my kids to see me working on something else. And it was good for my husband to kind of pick up the slack a bit. I remember the first time that we got a Amazon package that I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And it was dishwasher, dishwasher detergent, dishwashing detergent, the tablets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
what? And my husband was like, yeah, I saw that we were out. So I ordered some on Amazon. I was like, oh my you gosh. You do that? <laughs> like he was, he was learning to take um some of that mental load of like running a house off of me. And like, to me, that was success. We were learning to work, manage this home as it more of it as a team than we ever had been. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that to me was a successful outcome of me doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. So like Liz said, you didn't have to be a multimillionaire with your Etsy shop to (laughs) label it a success. success. (laughs) And we have to do that, right? We have to define what success is. Otherwise we'll just beat ourselves up that we're not there. And we don't even know where there is. We have some elusive goal that's not even... Like if we stopped and thought about it, what is it that I'm expecting of myself? Oh, wait, that's ridiculous. So what is success? I love to think that success is doing what you want to do, right? Like you just wanted to have a part-time realtor job and you can. Naysayers say on, I can do whatever I want and that feels (laughs) successful. That is so awesome. That's totally where I'm at right now. I'm like, I'm done with all the rules and people telling me what to do. I just want to do what I want to do. And Whatever results from that, I'm calling it success because I did what I wanted to do. And yeah, maybe they know what they're talking about to get me to the multi-millions, but like at what expense, right? Like you didn't want to have to work the hours or do the whatever. So, so tell me more, Liz, about your life coaching. Okay. So I just started life coaching and, um, it's a very slow roll for me, (laughs) but it's super fun. Um, really the, my target client is moms that feel like they're a hot mess. I remember the first time I saw like when Facebook had like the little comedy, I guess it's like a meme. I don't know what you would call it, but like a little video. And it was like the moms meeting after the kids dropped off at school and the one mom was like the hot mess mom that was supposed to bring the donuts, but she forgot. And then there was the other mom that brought the donuts and coffee because she knew the other one was going to forget. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm the hot mess mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I have been, I've totally been the hot mess mom. But um, I actually started Jody Moore's program about four years ago. And what got me in was the um, stop yelling at your kids so much. And I listened to the free webinars. And I was like, oh, this is good. And my sister was in it. And she was always like, it's your thoughts. It's your thoughts. <laughs> and so I started participating in that program. And in that four years, like I've just changed so much in ways that I love, you know, and sort of one of our like taglines is like, you can be a hot mess and you can get like more organized and you can have these improvements that you want, but you can still be fun and spontaneous. You know, you don't have to change your personality exactly to have that kind of growth. So that's really what I want to help women see is that you can be more organized. You can manage your time. You can make plans for the future without like losing all your spontaneity and Mm -hmm the parts about that type of personality that you really love. Yes. Yeah. So good. So, you know, Jody sits there all put together in her pretty office and says, I promise I'm 50, 50, I'm half hot mess. (laughs) You know, where we're like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. (laughs) Like Uh show me, you know, and then she does her reels on Instagram where she's on the beach and she still looks all put together. I'm like, where's the hot mess? (laughs) I mean, like, I know she is because I know she's human and I know we all are, but 
but there are different types of personalities. And I sit there on the very back row of church because my family is, no one's going to argue with me, the most hot mess family in the whole ward. <laughs> and so we're back to, you know, and some people are trying to compete with us for that title, but I'm like, you got nothing on us. Just let us have it. <laughs> and, okay. and just embracing that, you know, it's like, I mean, my husband's apologizing to people every Sunday. Sorry about the belligerent kids in the back. You know, it's like, <laughs> yep, that's us, you know, <laughs> and like, yeah. and I just stopped beating myself up about it because I just knew that that wasn't helping, you know, like yeah. trying to fit into this ideal family that I always thought I would have that like somehow there's a row of all these ducklings sitting nicely drawing in their thing during like it just doesn't happen. So it's fine. <laughs> But so here's my thing about the 50% hot mess that I've been like pounding the pulpit about. Okay. So I want to hear your take on this. I get it. Like I get the, are you doing coach training right now then? Are, are you? So I'm done with coach or? training certifying. So Say I'm, that just, again. I'm done with training. I'm just yeah. certified one call and I need to certify two more. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I don't even know how it works anymore. So, okay. Well, very fun. So you're in the yeah. thick of it right now. That's awesome. Um, anyway, the 50, 50 concept, I get it because, you know, it's Brooke Castillo at the life coach school that we're talking about, right. That we certified as life coaches through, and she's right. trying to explain our mortal experience that we're having right now, but we're immortal beings on this earth, having this mortal experience. And so it's kind of hard to exactly explain the dissonance that's happening because we know who we are. Like when we know who we are, we know that we're like bigger than this life, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm a hot mess but I, and I am a daughter of God with like infinite right. awesomeness, you know, like we're a hundred percent worthy, hundred percent valuable. And it kills me that Brooke Castillo at the life coach school has to teach us that. I'm like, did we not learn this in primary, <laughs> you know, right. I know. So, but we have to be reminded by a life coach, which yeah. is great. And, um, and we're still humans, right? So we're still going to lose our shiz and yell at our kids and all the things, you know, and we are good. So that's the whole point of my podcast is that we are good because God made us and we are good. And so I just kind of cringe a little bit when, you know, Brooke and Jody and everybody explains it this way, that like, we're 50% good and we're 50% bad. I'm like, no, we're not. We're a hundred percent good. And we think things that aren't so good, do things that aren't so good, you know, right. behave in ways that aren't good, but it doesn't take away from who we are. Right. And that's a really good point. I think maybe in a better way to describe it is like, we are perfectly good, perfect worth, you know, we are divinity, our mm -hmm. spirits are divine, yeah. but we also are mortal. Yeah. You know, just like I'm aware of my child that has these needs and I'm trying to meet them, but I'm also aware that I can't meet them all. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, we know that we are 100% worthy and loved and divinity, but we also are always in this mortal life going to have these frailties and shortcomings and weaknesses and I feel like it's super helpful for a lot of people to embrace that so that you're not beating yourself up because my thing that I've learned the most in life coaching is like loving yourself like you we are taught like to love God and like how can you love God if you don't love yourself mm -hmm. how can you love your children and your husband if you don't really love yourself yeah and that's to me like one of the most foundational things that I've taken away from life coaching which is so funny yes I know I've learned all these things about my identity in my religious upbringing but 
for some reason, life coaching has really helped me to apply them yeah. to like my understanding. So, yeah. Cause when we don't love ourselves, the way we talk to ourselves, the craptastic things we say to ourselves is like, we're a creation, like God's creation. So we're almost <laughs> slapping him in the face when we talk smack about ourselves, you know? Right. It's like Holly just got her cute little two-year-old in her lap there. And it's like, we would never, ever, ever th think or say things about, you know, like, sorry, that keeps happening. Good night. Yikes. Okay. Alarms. Oh, you can't hear my alarm going no. off the whole call. No. Oh, good. Um. Anyway. Yeah. It's just, if we just remember our worth, like we would never be so terrible to a two-year-old, you know, as we right. treat ourselves and and because we're in that cycle of shame and like beating ourselves up, then we actually do like treat our two-year-olds terrible too. Cause we're just it's in that so brain true. pattern of like beating ourselves up. And so it just spirals, you know? And so I just try to, you know, rewind the spiral and be like, let's feed our brain something else that we are good. And then we show up good and then we treat others good and we treat ourselves well and stuff. So yeah. that's the theory. I like it. Working I like it. And we're still a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. I like how you said, like, because I think of it as I am, you know, like with a capital A-M or you are with a capital letter, you know, mm -hmm. our divinity. And then, yes, we are human also. But that's like mm -hmm. a lowercase a. It's just sort of like a temporary yeah. state that we're here for that personal right. growth and development that Holly's right. talking about. Like, that's the success because that's why we're here. We're not here to right. make a million bucks. We're here to, like, have the growth and development. And Unless you're Liz. You're here to make yeah. a million bucks. And then those <laughs> million might like just be sort of an indication of all this, the growth that you and helped other people have to you and stuff. So that's fun. A little benefit, right. but not the whole point. <laughs> no, right. no, no, totally. So way back when you were talking about your kid with ADHD, I was thinking about, cause I have two daughters with type one diabetes. So I'm the mm -hmm. T1D mom coach. I love to coach other moms that have kids with diabetes also. Yeah. And, um, and it's funny because like I said, one of my biggest things is like meals and food. Like I hate it. I, I've always <laughs> been terrible at it. And then now it's like compounded. Like I have to calculate carbs and dose <laughs> insulin for how many carbs I'm going to eat. And oh my gosh, everything about food is just the worst. And so it's like, this is like a handpicked trial that I need to have to help me with my weakness, you know? And so like, if you have an ADHD son that like needs to have routine and you're like already labeled yourself as I'm terrible at routine, then it's right. like, oh, well, obviously these pieces could, you know, personal development and growth, right? Help us both. And so I was right. just, just laughing at that. When you were I know. That. I think it's, you just can't have this expectation that you're going to magically change into something that you're not, you know, that, that isn't, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to improve and get better. Right. That you're going to be good enough. Yeah. That you're going to be good enough mm -hmm. for what your child needs. Yeah. But I think sometimes I know I used to be so guilty of that, like having these grand plans for myself and my self development. And then I was just going to have this miraculous transformation of and turn into some totally different person. Yeah. And it's just been really freeing to just be able to embrace the growth that has come and, you know, definitely always seeking to continue to grow and seeking self-improvement, but just in a more realistic way. Yeah. And, with like uh, grace and compassion. Yeah. Grace and compassion for myself. Exactly. But I love to think about the things that we have a desire to be is who we are and we're here to develop those characteristics. 
So like, if I have a desire to do the routines or whatever, like I really want to not just like, I should be better at this or mm-hmm. there's something wrong with me because I don't do this. But if I have that desire to figure out how to do food better <laughs> or whatever, you know, then it's like, oh, that is who I am. I am good at that. Just not yet. Like that's something that I right. can work on. And yeah. And that's what recognizing that hopefulness in you and just mm-hmm. being like, you know, that's a really good thing about me that I, I want this instead of looking at how you aren't that yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like looking at all the other girls hair at church that are all done up so cute and my kids rats nests, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> and if I'm just using it as like compare and despair, like, Oh, I'll never get this together. But if I'm like, I actually desire that their hair be cute, then I kind of want to, you know, and I'll put in that effort. But in the chaos of the morning routine and trying to just get them out of the house and I notice how terrible their hair look, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not picking that fight right now. Like, I'd rather get them out of the house in one piece than have that fight. So I, I've had the same thoughts at church, but a lot of times with my boys, because they're up, like they're up doing stuff during the meeting. So I can see them and I'm like mm-hmm. actually comparing them with the other kids and they're they none of them brush their hair they all need haircuts their clothes are wrinkled and you know I get start to go down that path like oh I should do this I should do all these moms do they do they like get the gel out and put gel in their kids hairs? <laughs> what time do they wake up <laughs> That's gosh and then I kind of check myself like is that important to me it's not important to me yeah. and so I can just like I can stop myself and be like, I don't need to feel shame about this because this is not something that I value. Yeah, I've noticed it. I've observed it and been like, oh, but I can just move on. (laughs) And then I remind myself, um, we're supposed to be thinking about Jesus right now (laughs) because it's like (laughs) during the sacrament where we're doing all this drama. I doubt he used any gel. I doubt he had gel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. so fun okay so tell people where they can work with you and any other last thoughts you want to share okay um the last thing I want to share for moms is that like the thing that's been so helpful for me is knowing that my kids are just who they are yes all of this applies to them too exactly like I get to be a part of it I get to like have some influence and to teach and learn from and learn with and enjoy this experience but I learned really fast like my oldest child was not going to be who I wanted him to be like Mm -hmm. he had his own personality his own way of thinking and seeing the world and once I was able to just embrace that it's just been so much more enjoyable to mother. And so that's my last little thing for motherhood. And you can find us at a hint of hot mess on Instagram. And you can also find coaching at lizcovington.com. And then I don't know if Holly wants to share anything. Yeah. So we put out lots of fun stuff for motherhood. So yeah, you do. It's super fun. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. And um, just remind everyone that you are a good mom. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, well, it's <laughs> good. Thanks, Emily. Okay, bye.